We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another segment. I'm Penny Wolfgang in for Buddy Schuler this week. And it's our opportunity to give you some great legal advice from our very familiar and dear friends at PBL The Law. And we're going to be talking to Linda Greer, who I'm, I hope that you might be familiar with by now. Um, hi, Linda. Thanks for talking to us today. Thank you for having me. And of course, we're, um, we're going to be discussing one of the specialties uh, that you all have at PBL The Law, which happens to be um, last wills and testaments. And I guess we should maybe start by asking you just maybe a basic question is, in case people don't know, what happens if you die without a last will and testament? Certainly. So first of all, a last will and testament is um, a legal document that you leave behind to give instructions about what to do with your assets after you've passed away. And there is legal formality for that. And sometimes people pass away without having taken the legal steps in advance of their passing to make sure that they have that written document in place. So if you happen to die without a last will and testament in the state of New York and, and every state in the, in the nation has <clears throat> something called an intestacy statute. So when you die intestate, you die without a will. And New York state law tells us who inherits. And, you know, it's, it's in general, most of the time what people would probably want. So for example, if you pass away and you have a spouse and children, your spouse and children are going to share. If you have a spouse and no children, everything goes to your spouse. Uh, no spouse and children, everything goes to the children. But if you do not have a spouse or children, things get a little trickier because then we start going back up your family tree to who your parents. And if your parents are deceased to your brothers and sisters, and if your brothers and sisters deceased to nieces and nephews, and now we start getting people involved that perhaps you would not have wanted to inherit your estate. Maybe you haven't had a relationship with these individuals um, and now they're going to inherit by state law because you didn't take the opportunity to put into writing what your wishes might be. Um, I also want to mention that a last will and testament does have to have some formal uh, requirements met in the state of New York. So you can't just write something down or type it up on your own. Uh, there is a process for that. You need to sign in front of two disinterested witnesses. You have to declare that it is your will. So there is some formality that is required uh, to assure that you actually have a valid last will and testament in the state of New York. You read my mind. It was that was uh, when I asked you the first question. I was the next one was what can people do with themselves? Because you always read, don't you, about people that um, 
write something on a napkin, a cocktail napkin, or a piece of scrap paper and think that that's going to be, you know, valid and, and going to be what their last wishes are. And of course, as you pointed out, it's, that's probably equal to having no will at all, right? It is. So it it is. So, um, and a handwritten will is not going to cut it, unfortunately. So in the state of New York, you cannot have a, a holographic will like that. That's available to active members of the military, you know, in sort of an active time of war or something like that. But other than that, you have to have a fully sort of typed up, formalized document that is signed at the end in the presence of two witnesses. Now, can you do it yourself? Sure. If you meet all the requirements that the state law uh, Uh, requires, you can always do things yourself. The concern that I have is I've often had people um, after somebody has passed away, the family shows up with a document that they believed to have been a valid will. And then we have to look at the four corners of that document and see that, oh, it actually did not meet the formality of a will. And then that person basically died without a will. So you can always do things yourself, but with so many things in life, you probably want to uh, speak to a professional about it and make sure it's being done appropriately so that your wishes are are going to be followed. And probably besides writing it on um, a cocktail napkin or, or a scrap of paper for my first examples, probably a lot of people think they can do it by themselves by following some form on the internet that they, you know, everyone uses for everything. But that is not always going to work either, Right. Correct. So the, the issue with that is, again, there are formalities and, and from state to state, the formalities will differ. So our state is different from other states. So if you just get something off the Internet, you don't necessarily know that it's going to meet the requirements. The other thing that's really important is a lot of times people will, um, you know, they'll have a, one of the members of the family serve as another witness. And well, that's not going to cut it because that person's not disinterested. Interested. Um, also, at the same time that a will is being prepared, uh, New York State al- requires that the, the witnesses sign an affidavit verifying that they saw this person sign their will, they saw the other witness sign the will, and there's some formality with that. And most forms that are just generated off of the internet um, that I've ever seen don't have that additional requirement um, being satisfied. And, and then we're going to have to be tracking people down after the fact, after you've died. Now, probably another issue that the general public needs to know is what happens if they change their mind? If they come in and make a will uh, when uh, when their daughter is taking care of them and really nice and sweet, and the next thing you know, the daughter marries someone they hate or leaves town or they have a fight, or and you know they've already left so, so much to so many things and so much to their daughter. And maybe in their mind, they think, oh, no, I did this already. What am I going to do? What can I do about it? But so, there is something they yes, can do. Yes, those documents can always be redone. So a last will and testament, a health care proxy, a power of attorney, these documents um, should always be reviewed every few years anyway. But anytime there's a major change in the life circumstance, you want to review the document. Um, you know, has somebody died? Has somebody gotten re- divorced, remarried? These things that might change our circumstance to say, maybe the person that I chose as my um, executor to wrap up my final affairs isn't the appropriate person anymore. Or maybe I don't want to leave the percentages the way that they were before. Um, so it's important to know that you're under no legal obligation to leave anything to anybody except for your spouse. There are some some rules there in New York. You have to leave something to your spouse. But 
you're not required to leave things to your kids. And if you had a falling out with somebody, you certainly could make a change within your document um, at any time. As long as you have the mental capacity to do a new document, you could always do a new one. Do you think I use that example because I have a daughter? I think I was thinking about <laughs> I, I hope I wonder if she's listening. I hope she's not listening. Yeah, I'm I sure she didn't you, take any personal. Advice. I, I didn't. Mean I know you. you're close to your daughter, so I'm I sure it's not that. Say, I didn't mean you, Robin. What about um, when you said uh, it was? I was just making a hypothetical. Uh, does the um, you mentioned executor? That's another thing that a reason that you want people to understand that they should make a will because then somebody there's somebody that they choose, which as you pointed out, you know they might have to change, but at the beginning that they can trust that they know is going to be reliable for them? Correct, correct. So that person's known as an executor and you get to choose your executor. Um, and I always tell people think of at least one primary person and a backup as well. So you always have some contingency plans in case you know your first choice is unable to do it, they pass away or they're ill. So you should always pick a primary and a backup. You can also have multiple people. So. You know, I have two children, for example, and if, if I wanted my two children to act together as co-executors, I could say that in my document. Um, you certainly have the ability to do that. And a lot of times people, when they're thinking about who are they going to choose as an agent, oftentimes people say, well, I'm going to pick the oldest child. And I say, well, that's not necessarily the standard I'm looking for. I'm looking for who is good with paperwork who is good with follow through and responsible. And maybe that's not the oldest person, but that's who you really want. This, um, the job can be a heavy lift in some cases. You know, they have to collect your assets, make sure your debts and expenses are paid, wrap up all, all of your final affairs. The process can go on for several months. You wanna pick the right person to be doing that. So whoever you're choosing, you wanna think about that carefully. And then how do the heirs receive their assets after somebody passes away? So essentially the, the job of the executor is going to be to collect all of your assets. Uh, they do have to make sure that all of your debts are paid before distributions go out um, per your will to your, per your heirs. But then it's the executor's job to do that. So generally speaking, it's going to be a liquidation of assets and then checks are written from your estate to the beneficiaries. Sometimes it can be an in-kind distributions. So for example, one of the children might say, well, I actually want the house. I don't want the house sold, I want the house. And so we figure out what's the house worth and then that child gets that and then maybe the children, other children get equivalent uh, of other assets in quote unquote cash. That's all possible, but that's what the executor does. They collect the assets, pay the debts and expenses and make sure that distribution makes its way on to the heirs as you had desired. And do you always have to uh, go to court uh, every time when you've got a will, when it's being probated, or are there ways that you can avoid that? So if you, we, there are ways you can avoid it, and we always want to try to avoid it. So uh, the probate court, probate is the legal process that you have to go through when a person dies and they have assets left in their own individual name that didn't have a joint owner or a designated beneficiary or prior to death, they transferred ownership. So if I have assets that are all structured jointly owned with my husband or he's named as my beneficiary, when I pass away, he's getting everything that is not going through probate. Um, 
likewise, if my spouse is deceased and I have my kids listed on everything, that's going to also avoid probate. We also like to utilize uh, entities called trusts. So that is during your lifetime, you actually create a legal entity and you can transfer ownership of assets out of your name in advance into this entity so that by the time that you die, there's really nothing left in your own individual name that has to go through the probate court. Why we want to avoid probate, there's a couple of reasons. Now we, we do probate every day. It's not, it's not the scariest thing. If it happens, we can help you through the process. That's what that's what PB Elder Law is here for, and that's what we do. But the reason we want to avoid it is a couple a couple things. One is that probate is open to the public, so anybody can uh, see what's going on in the public. If they if they want to be nosy, they have the right to see what's happening. There are time delays um, right now in Erie County. Surrogates Court is running at a pretty significant delay due to some staffing shortages. So it's taking sometimes two to three months to get people appointed as an executor after somebody dies. Even after the executor is appointed, there's a minimum time frame in New York. All estates are required to be open for at least seven months in New York. So most estate proceedings run about a year from start to finish. And obviously, anytime you're doing something like that with attorneys and courts and all that, that costs money. So, um, you know, we would like to try to avoid some of those delays, avoid some of the extraneous cost, and also keep it private if we can. So those things we can do by in advance working with an elder law attorney like us at PB Elder Law to come up with a plan for how can I avoid probate? What's what's going to be the, the easiest, quickest um, way to help my family and, and keep it smooth? How can people get more information from about PB Elder Law or an appointment to talk to you or a, a chance to consult with you? Sure. So the best way it would be, obviously, people could call us directly and the phone number is 716-204-1055. But we also have a really nice and informative website um, and it's www.pblderlaw.com. Um, and so there's a, there's a uh, inquiry. People can actually click on our photo and send us an email directly, or or a send a request for more information. We do have some articles and information on that website as well, which I think are informative. So again, it's pbelderlaw.com. I think that's a good place to start if people want to reach out to us. Well, thank you so much for the information on this segment, Linda Greer from PB Elder Law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.